So as coaches, you know, we're constantly digging into the data, training peaks, WKO, looking at uh, athlete performance with workouts. And, and most of the time we're communicating um, within training peaks, leaving notes back and forth, the athlete, how they feel, coach, you know, commenting on how, how workout looked, prescribing the next one based on previous, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I had a chance here to, to talk to, uh, to Doug Frinchek, one of the athletes I've been working with since late last uh, year, and thought it'd be refreshing just to do it, um, you know, face-to-face -face, um, and instead of in print. So I knew he had an event coming up um, and, uh, you know, he did really well as an update to, to this, to this, he ended up winning the, the Davy Crockett um, GC. I think he got second or third in, in, in the time trial and then each of the two road races as well. So um, it was a successful week in for him. And uh, this is just, just some of the notes that uh, kind of we shared in person uh, with each other, just kind of an open dialogue. Uh, hope you enjoy. So, hey, just wanted to, Wanted to sit down and, and uh, kind of catch up, you know, usually we'll do this stuff, you know, through training peaks and, and, and writing things down and, you know, sometimes it's better just to, you know, look someone in the eye, even if it's virtually and yeah. uh, kind of catch up this way. So I just, you know, wanted to get an overview of how kind of you're feeling about things in general and then how you're feeling, you know, specifically like right now today. Man, uh, overall, I think the progress since, uh, starting this whole thing has been crazy. Like, um, I never really did structured training anything before. So it's like I, last June, I think was my first FTP test. And I literally did 300 Watts for 20 minutes. And I fell off, like got off my bike up the end of the road on the side of the road and just laid there like dying. Yeah. And now I'm like, I could probably do 300 for 20 pretty. I mean, obviously I did think an hour and a half one time now. So I'm like, dang, uh, it's crazy how just structured training and sticking to something and not just going out and trying to race every group ride makes a, a huge difference. And I feel much more confident um, on the bike and just uh, with my fitness right now that it's a uh, it's pretty cool um, just to see the hard work and progress keep going on, um, you know, getting better and better. Yeah, I remember, I remember when we first got going, you know, kind of right out of the gate, maybe four or five weeks in, you sent a note and like, hey, you know, my CTL's going down. Yeah. Uh, should I be concerned? And, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely one data point that is worth looking at. But, you know, like you said, you rode a lot, but it wasn't super structured. So you had a high CTL, but you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, low hanging fruit that we could go after. And right, you know, the main thing was being able to extend your ability to ride at 300 watts, you know, because it was at, you know, 20, 25 minutes, and now you're at 90 minutes, right? Yeah. You know, over 300, your FTP has gone up, you know, because that was one thing. It's, uh, it's ironic that, certain numbers you know we mentioned ctl your p max like your overall max power for you know just a few pedal strokes has gone down um but you know that you're faster you're way more dangerous racer now um you know so you you said you feel more comfortable and confident on the bike in your group rides and races like 
Can you kind of describe that a little more compared to what it was, say, last June? Yeah, so, like, I really haven't had much racing experience. I think uh, before working with you, I did Tommy K one race, Crockett, uh, Crit in a road race, and then I did um, Lago Vista, one race I won, one I crashed out for the sprint. And so I really didn't have much experience and they were all just four or five races, you know, beginner races. And, uh, now I made with, it was kind of sucked with COVID, but at the same time, it was pretty cool because this company VeloFest promoter, they started doing these open races, which, um, they have an open, they have a medio cat three race and then a four or five race. Well, I actually had signed up for the three and one of my teammates that I ride with a lot, he was like, Dude, let's just try the open race. And I was like, yeah, it's a good idea. But then I started getting, you know, nervous. I'm like, man, these are guys that I follow on social media that, you know, win all these pro, you know, P12 races. And you look at the grid and I was like, it's just so intimidating, you know, it's like, and then after, you know, a few months doing this and the training, you know, I did it and I completely surprised myself. And it was like, man, these people that I thought were so much stronger than me, I'm right there with them. And a lot of them dropped off. And I was, you know, one of the last people standing. And one of the guys on my team, Mario, he owns Mindset Performance. He's a mental coach too. And he was one of the last people. And I'm like, he's like, be careful, be ready. You know, you're going to, you're going to, we're going to get you to the sprint. And I'm like, I could sprint these guys. And he's like, slap me in the back of the head. He's like, it's all in your head. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you're right. And at the end, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know, I, I can race with these guys. They're not any stronger than I am, you know, and uh, it's just cool to see the progress in less than a year, you know, being nervous about doing a cat five race. And then a few, you know, six months later, I'm challenging for podiums in the P12. And it's like with some big name people. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool how quick the progression went. And um, one of the guys uh, that actually introduced me to Evoke, uh, Bryant Boren, he mm-hmm. is um, being coached by Brennan, but uh, he's the one I saw his progression in like his rides over the year and like uh, the few months I was following him and he was telling me like how big of improvements he made with Evoke and I'm like, you know, he kept telling me, I'm like, it almost seemed too good to be true and like he's doing these crazy like long one hour efforts and all this and I was just like, yeah, I can never do that. And just a few months in, it's just like, he's messaging me now. And he's like, dude, you're killing it on these things. He's like, every workout, he's like, you destroyed that one. Like, dude, your progression's huge. And so it's just pretty cool that with uh, a good coach and some training, some structured training, how quick uh, you can make gains and progress here. What's What's been the biggest difference? You know, it's so like you're talking to Brian and, and now that you're working with us, like what's been the biggest difference that uh, from what you were doing to what we're doing now? And it, it's the, I think being able to hold, but like before in the group rides and stuff I do, um, I found we would all rotate a lot. Like I would just do, um, like I go to the front, we do like, you know, you'd hammer hard for a minute or so. And then you just go to the back and recover and do the same thing. But now I find myself doing, um, you know, 60 mile group ride or 70 mile group ride. And I don't leave the front. Like I'll stay there the whole time. And the person to the right with me will rotate the entire ride. And I'll just stay in the front the whole time. And it's like, I've never been able to do that. And it's just like holding, I mean, 300 Watts for an hour. I was like, dude, that. I could barely do it for 20 minutes. And it's just like the, 
being able to stay at threshold in the higher watts, which when I came to evoke, that was my thing. It's like, I felt like I had a good sprint. I was hitting 1500 watts and, but I wasn't ever able to hold, you know, the higher wattage for a while. I'd get gas pretty quick. And even doing these VO2 ones lately, it's like, I noticed when doing the threshold workouts before I would get to 300 and my heart rate would creep to like 180 and I'd be kind of stuck there. And now it's gone down to like maybe lower 170, mid 170s when I'm at threshold. And now like when I do the VO2, it's like my heart rate is where it used to be when doing threshold. Like I'm staying high 170s, lower 180s now. And it's like, just cool to see the progression of, um, cause that's, you have to be there at the end of a race to sprint. Like, yeah, hitting 1600 Watts, whatever is cool. But when is that going to be good? If you can't make the break or, and be able to last. And I've noticed in these races that majority of them, it's a breakaway. If you're not in the break, you're racing for fifth or sixth. And so it's very important uh, to be able to do that, to unleash, I guess, a sprint at the end. Right. To get, you know, and, and then you had that one, that one race recently where, okay, you missed the break, there's three guys up the road, so now we're racing for fourth or fifth or whatever the case was, you know, and, and you still, even though it hasn't been a focus of ours, um, you know, the sprint, you still have an, enough pop at the end to win that group sprint after three plus hours. Um, so it, it goes to show, you know, you, you don't have to have a 1600 watt sprint to win races you know the key is getting in, being able to have the power to get in position and then you know do what you can because at the end of three and a half hours no one's going to be able to to put out max watts anyway mm-hmm. so, i mean you're you're looking really good and now now you're starting to get into some tt it sounds like huh yeah so this weekend we have the the crockett stage race pretty excited about last year i did it i chickened out of the tt i've never done one i was like you know it's maybe not something i really want to do i just wanted to focus on the crit and the road race but now, I mean, ever since the COVID, I've been training pretty much for this, this race, and I would love to win the overall GC for it. And I'm pretty, pretty confident in both of the road races, um, because every one I've done so far, I feel like I've done fifth or sixth or better. I mean, I think six yeah. is my farthest back finish, and that was in the open class. So uh, it's kind of cool to see. Uh, the time trial kind of happened. It's only, I think, 7.8 or uh, 8 miles. It's going to be probably, I'd say, 20 minutes or less or something. Yeah, that's hoping. what I was thinking. But uh, it just kind of be cool to, uh, I got a decent time trial bike. I rode it yesterday. 200 watts, still average like 21.4 with some decent hills and stuff. So it's kind of cool. Uh, but it's just going to kind of test after a 67 mile race, a 20 minute time trial, we'll see uh, how it goes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It looks like that, that first, uh, that first day is the road race pretty flat for the most part, you know, there's some one or 2% kickers here or there, but for the most part, it should be right in your wheelhouse. You checked out the course. Yeah. Oh, it, sweet. Yeah. So nice. it's pretty flat. I mean, it looks, it, you know, it looks like it has some topography to it, but when you actually look a little bit closer, I think it topped out at 2% on, on just a small little section. Oh, I wow. could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And then um, same with the TT, it's an out and back, um, looks pretty flat. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and like you said, I'm probably figuring about a 20 minute effort or so. So I'll put some notes in uh, Training Peaks for you just for some targets 
um, to go off of. And then, um, and then the Sunday road race, that one's got a little more, a little, a little more, uh, topography to it. I, I think I saw it up around 14% at one. So it's got yeah. some stickers, um, but it's got a real fast finish if you can get there. Uh huh. I did that one. That's the course I did last year. They, they added this new one and replaced the, the crit. So that, that second one with the Hills, I've actually rode it last year in the race. And then I went down there for work earlier last year and I did it after work one time and man, it was way harder by myself because you weren't carrying as much speed to go up the next Hills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it's, it's just survival for you on that. And when I say survival is like be willing to empty the tank to stay with um you know the field or you know the small group that you're in because that finish could be tailor-made for you you mm-hmm. know um it's got a little bit of a riser but then then it flattens out and it's actually like a 0.4 decline heading to the to the line yeah yeah i got second in that one last year uh a guy broke away with like 20 miles to go and then i got in a two-man break with like 11 miles to go and the guy I was with, the kid I was with, uh, he was in the GC. I wasn't. So we made a, a deal. Let's work together. I'll take the second place. You take the overall GC. So it worked out good. Cool deal. So um, what uh, what do you have after this as far as the calendar, calendar goes? Man, I'm so bummed because the two big things that I was looking forward to this year is uh, this and um, Tulsa. I didn't realize they had opened up Tulsa again. And last year I was in, but uh, I didn't really know what kind of was going to, if I was going to be around here, what my living situation was. So they asked if I needed, wanted a refund last year, just to, to send my entry over for next year. And I was like, I'll just give me a refund. Well, I've been looking for like last month or two when registration was open and it kept saying just sold out. And then I talked to someone else and they're like, dude, it opened a while ago. Uh. And so it's completely sold out and I emailed them and trying to get a spot or something, but I haven't heard anything back. So really there's like nothing. Oh, Maybe these Bellofest races or, I mean, but everything else is, I haven't heard anything else on the schedule. It's just this. Gotcha. gotcha. It's kind of bummed, so, yeah. I mean, I think we did it right. You know, like you and I started working together. I think it was, you know, beginning of January. Yeah, or the end of December, like last couple yeah, weeks, maybe. There. And then, you know, you were like, hey, I want to be, you know, racing into February. So we kind of ramped that up and then we had our eyes on this one. Um, but I'm sure there'll be some local stuff that we can, you know, get in there on the calendar and, and mix it up again. Yeah, the, the Wednesday night crits will start here soon, too. So hopefully I can get some upgrade points from those. Gotcha. Because I'd l- really like to uh, try to get a two upgrade soon uh, i was kind of adamant on it and some of the guy one guys on my team were like no take it you know take your time and blah, uh enjoy winning and podiums but now after i kind of got a taste of blood with them i think i'm not too far off podium and stuff there and so and our cat one team it was kind of sorry last year there was only really two guys racing and um but now this year the one guy mario is in super good shape and another guy kyle and um mark and we just added a new guy today reggie so we we have like a five-man team if i can get up there it'd be a solid six man and i think we could uh be a a pretty competitive and uh, finishing towards the front so that'd be pretty cool 
just trying so, to get the points with no races. <laughs> yeah. So these these um these open races that you've done, they in no way have impacted your you know your points with zero man. They uh it's this guy he since USA Cycling is like they're not giving out uh race permits or something. I don't know what the deal is. Um they're limiting them, but he's just getting a pretty much a fondo permit and that's what these have been is he's registering them as a race but it's technically a fondo gotcha and so uh yeah i I don't think they don't charge any points i think you can get like a thousand dollars for first place or something but uh yeah there's no points for it so it's kind of a bummer well hey um glad we were able to catch up thanks for taking a few minutes to to talk and and i will um i'm gonna look a little bit closer at this uh, time trial and you know just throw some some uh, pacing suggestions okay, at cool. you um because you've got you've got a pretty big gap um not a gap but like you you've got this really big number i think at 15 minutes and then it and then it uh the 20 minutes there's a pretty significant difference so i kind of want to massage that to to kind of determine, well, what do we want to do for 20? Because I don't think we can just say, oh, he's done this for 15. Let's just say he can do it for 20. After it's a 70 it, mile race. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a difference. So yeah, you got to take into account, you know, you already got some tired legs. Are both events, is it, it's road race. And then where does the time trial fall? Is it on day one or day two? Day one. So it's 10 a.m. tomorrow at the road race. And so I'm guessing 10, 11, 12, 1, be done around 3 o'clock. I mean, 1 o'clock. And then I don't get on the TT bike till 5.15 or 5.20 later. Okay. So I'm going to be sitting around for four hours. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, I would I would think you probably don't need a huge, you know, 45 minute warm up, your legs will probably warm back up pretty quick. I mean, they're not going to still be warm, but I wouldn't put much uh, stress on the legs during your warm up. Just get a little sweat going, you know, maybe one or two minute effort. And then, um, you know, I'd say five to 10 minutes away from your start. And then just kind of everybody's going to be in the same boat, though. Everybody's going to be have tired legs. Um, so I'll take that into account and then it'll just be a suggestion. But once you get on the road, just write how you feel. Okay. I do have a question. So like going, say the rollers, do you want to put a little bit more power going up and say 10% more going uphill and 10% less going down or to get you quicker over and using gravity to help you carry your speed? Yeah. I mean, I would think, I would, I would think of it like a headwind, like any roller, think of it like a headwind. And you may have a you may have rollers with the headwind. So, um, <laughs> you know the the um, cost the cost benefit with the tailwind or downhill is is less. So, in other words, um, you know if if all things being equal, someone same size, same setup, everything's the same, putting out three three hundred sixty watts going downhill or with the tailwind versus someone who's putting out 310 watts, the actual difference on the course is less than if you turn that around and you put it in a headwind or with an uphill. You know what I'm saying? That, that makes make sense? sense, yeah. You can make more gains on, on a slight incline. You can make more gains with a headwind um, with, great, you know, with a greater uh, power delta. You know? that, that makes so, sense. 
if you're if you're riding riding in a headwind, ride harder, um, and then you can you can back you know you can back off in the in the in the tailwind. Same concept with with the rollers. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then TT bike, I was just, I've never really ridden one except the other, this week. Uh, I was reading, you want to get down in the drops as quick as possible. Don't spend much time standing up out of the gate and turn around. That, yeah, that being said, um, you know, you got, you know, it's, people say different things. I think you've got 10 to 15 seconds of, of free time. You know, if you're, are you, are you starting from a dead stop flat or are you on a ramp that, I have no clue yet. Okay. <laughs> I was so hoping a ramp. Let's assume you're you're flat. Um, it's COVID. You may not even get someone holding you. You probably are starting with a foot down on tarmac. Ah. This is my guess. So, um, you know, once you get those first couple of strokes going, try to get up to speed 10 to 15 seconds. Just think of them as free. Okay. okay. Just with adrenaline going and you want to get up to speed too. And then, um, then you want to start out pretty conservatively, you know, 95% of what you want to put out for the duration for a couple minutes. And then okay. you kind of settle in and you can decide, well, how do I feel? You know, can I, can I lift from here or do I just need to hold this for another couple minutes and then decide again? Okay. Yeah. And I'll put that in the notes too. Sweet. Yeah. So. That is. Well, good luck this week, Doug. I've appreciate the time and um you know you're you're jamming everything's looking great and i just kind of wanted to validate everything that we've been doing and that you're still feeling good about things absolutely yeah i appreciate it it's been uh it's been fun all so. right sounds good good luck send me a note with the results all right i will all right. thanks yep. for your time later, later.